Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by the host, writer, and producer of the Circle Round Storytelling Podcast. He's brought thousands of stories to life. Welcome author, Rebecca Shear. Thank you, Sean. Good to be here. Rebecca, let's go beyond the mic. In your latest Circle Round book, The Great Ball Game, you talk about differences, rivalries, and finding the special inside all of us. Why has this been lost? Well, that's an excellent question because there are these age-old folktales, including The Great Ball Game, that promote this exact thing. It's an age-old question. It's an age-old problem. I mean, this story comes from a number of indigenous cultures in North America, the Creek people, the Cherokee, the Ojibwe, the Menominee. And in fact, our illustrator, Joshua Paulus Seckley, is an Ojibwe woodland artist. So back when the story originated, clearly people were thinking about this very thing because this book focuses on the animals and the birds way, way back before humans roamed the earth. The animals and the birds are fighting about who's better. And they're about to have this ball game to settle the score when suddenly this strange creature shows up named Bat, and no one's ever seen him before. And he wants to know which team he can join. The animals say, well, you can't join our team. He's got wings. And the birds say, well, he can't join our team. He's got fur and teeth. And then, without spoiling the ending, um, adventures ensue. But most importantly, if you're reading this book or hearing our podcast episode, you learn some excellent lessons about the importance of embracing diversity, of accepting differences, of knowing that our differences make us stronger, and that inclusivity is really where it's at, embracing everyone despite differences and distinctions. How has storytelling these stories help your own family? Well, it's actually a family business, uh, the Circle Round podcast. My husband is my co-producer. He does the, the music and sound design. So we do often have to draw the line between what is work and what is play, what is dinner table conversation and what's shop talk. Um, and we have a son as well uh, who um, is involved in the podcast a bit. He lends his voice sometimes to our audio plays and lends his notes sometimes um, to the scripts and the stories. But um, because I have a son, a six-year-old son, who I've been reading stories to since he was teeny, teeny, tiny, reading to my son, telling him stories. That's informed my work on the podcast, and my work on the podcast has informed the way I tell him stories and the kinds of stories that I'll find at the library through books or the movies that we watch. Storytelling has just become a huge part of our whole household, and I think it should be a part of everyone's household. I mean, it's, it's great for the imagination. It's great for critical thinking. It's great all around. How has storytelling changed the way you see the world? I think what I'm seeing, because I focus on folk tales, these stories that are told among a certain people or folk, you know, generation after generation, I noticed how much has changed, but how much stayed the same. We have another book out now called A Taste of Honey, and it comes from a story that originally comes from India and Pakistan, and it's about a woman who has a problem, and she tries relying on other people to solve that problem, and then she realizes the answer lies within herself. She has to be innovative, imaginative self-reliant. And this story goes back, I don't know, hundreds upon hundreds of years. But to this day, I want a little girl to read this book and think, oh my gosh, I can be like her. I can be creative and rely on myself. So these age-old book tales have messages that definitely resonate with modern audiences. And that was a wonderful surprise for me as I started researching all all of this folklore. And the messages keep passing their joy on. Absolutely. I mean, they don't get old. They are just as relevant now as they were then. Author of The Great Ball Game, Rebecca Shear joins us beyond the mic for The Rocky Nade. It's time for eight random questions. 
All you got to do is answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There is no pressure. Okay. Have you ever used the Yellow Pages? Yeah. What was your favorite Shakespearean play? Kingler. Biggest responsibility you have that you don't want? Laundry. I think we all have that. <laughs> Which of your stories is your favorite? Maybe this is cop out. I'm going to say the great ball game. I just love the messages and I, I love the story. It's a cop out, but we'll allow it. <laughs> disqualified? Okay. Were you a pirate in a previous life? No. Where is the best place on the University of Iowa campus? Is the Red Avocado there anymore? Is that what it was called? The Red Avocado? It was a great vegan restaurant, and I was like the only vegan in Iowa at the time. So I enjoyed that place very much. <laughs> What's your idea of relaxing? <laughs> you should have asked me six years ago before I had a child. <laughs> oh, boy, I'm going to have to go to my memory banks for this one. Um, no, uh, my idea of relaxing. Honestly, um, it's getting my cardio up and taking a beautiful hike. It's like picking your favorite child, but since you only have one, you have to have one. Favorite of all your podcasts you create? Oh, circle round. Circle round. Author Rebecca Shear, author of The Great Ball Game, joins us beyond the mic, and it's time for the back half. Rebecca, what's your favorite moment as a guest speaker at the Old Naval Hospital? Um, I think it was when they gave me my hard hat, and they said that things could get pretty rocky. Um, it was very much under construction as they were renovating it. And I could hear like jackhammers and screwdrivers and things. And I was a little bit terrified, but also excited. It's an emotional moment when you hold in your hands your first book. How did you feel? It felt like the answer to a lifelong dream. Back when I was in kindergarten, I wanted to be an author illustrator. And uh, while I have since given up art, the author part is finally happening all these decades later. Dreams come true. Who influenced you most in your life? Oh, my sixth grade English teacher, Mrs. Delisle, Deborah Delisle, if you're out there, thank you. It's time for one big question with Rebecca Shear beyond the mic. You won the 2004-2005 Iowa Outstanding Teacher Assistant Award. What award, if you won, would make you ecstatic today? Probably a James Beard Award because that means I actually know how to cook and cook well. Rebecca, where can people find your work? They can find um, Circle Around Books, wherever you get your books. We have three out now, The Tale of the Unwelcome Guest, The Taste of Honey, and The Great Ball Game. And you can find the Circle Around Podcast wherever you get your podcast. We also have a website, wbr.org slash circle around. She loves King Lear, hates laundry, and wants you to read The Great Ball Game. Author Rebecca Shear, master storyteller. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you, Sean. And that, my friends, is a Beyond the Mic Shortcut. <laughs>